one was your favorite match of the night obviously um this one coming up right here this was your match of the night if i could taint um three prophets and and the, the viking where we got the coronation of the viking prophets i'll let you pick the this was the greatest non-match ever <laughs> ever there was axes and bowling balls and motorcycle riding ninjas now if i just explain that to you with no other context you'd be curious too let's get it Welcome to the Instant Classic Wrestling Podcast, the only podcast that is always an instant classic. And you're new! And we want to punch Jim Cornette in the face repeatedly until he bleeds because he's stupid. We will see you on the flippity dippity. Oh yeah. Don't believe anything you say, ever. If you say so, we're getting ready for this backlash review for, you know, the 20th of the 20th. Are you excited for backlash? Because this is actually <laughs> before backlash. This, 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 is the, this is the preview of the review. This is the preview of the review, but uh, nonetheless... <laughs> Welcome in to the Instagram Russian Podcast, the only podcast that is always, and I mean always, an instant classic. We are um, about to talk all about Casey Yarnin instead of uh, being ready for the review. But anyway, we're going to talk all I'm about... I've been ready for half an hour. He said sure. that. See, I didn't made him tired. See, I didn't made him tired out here. He been asleep. We've been asleep because we've been having the difficulties of the technicals, and it's all Casey's fault. Because every time Casey come in, that's when nothing don't want to work, nothing, nothing at all, nothing. Anyway, anyway, DJ here, Casey. Let's see if I need this right over there. <laughs> it's weird because it's inverted. So like when I turn this way, I'm like, oh, there. No, it's not. It's not. But anyway, but anyway, we're gonna talk backlash. 2020, um, which I think was a pretty good show. I think WWE's done pretty good with their last couple of pay-per-views, of course. Um, not including NXT because, I mean, NXT's always good, so, like, he's kind of always an outlier uh, out there. You never know what you're going to get from the main roster, but you definitely know what you're going to get from NXT. And I thought this was pretty good. It had some entertaining stuff in it. Um, overall, I thought it was pretty good. I, I feel like the greatest wrestling match ever was, like, this wild thing that, like, was... They said the first, the last man standing match was long. Like, this match was long. Like, I was like, ain't no way they going 40, 50 minutes in this match. I looked at the time, and I'm like, nah, they ain't going to go no 40 minutes in this match. But they went 45 minutes. Like, huh? What? Anyway, Casey, overall thoughts before we jump into Backlash 2020 and, of course, the greatest wrestling match ever. Uh, first of all, hashtag fix my shape. DJ don't know how to do a, a rectangle. He got me in a square in a rectangle. He don't. He ain't learn his shapes, but but his is perfect. His per, his over there. His over there perfect. It's a it's a rectangle in a rectangle. Look at me. I'm a square inside of a rectangle. He don't know how to fix it. And anyway, 
You know, like what 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 was it about Sheamus? Like, and obviously they don't have Matt Hardy anymore, and that would have been an interesting one to do with this type of a storyline that I think would have resonated a little bit more with people. But because of that, per, that, you know, there's a person that there's a personal feel to it. But with Sheamus, it almost felt maybe a little bit random, and maybe like they were trying to maybe even possibly get some cheap heat on him from off of his return. He, obviously, when he returned, he returned. Uh, very much so as a face because we thought he was pretty much going to retire because he had been gone for so long. Um, but any thoughts on Jeff Hardy versus Sheamus? Um, Sheamus did end up winning, and you know I, I think they're going to keep this going. Yeah, was there an actual like stipulation to this match? Um, I don't think so. Because that, that's what I was so confused on this whole entire match. They were like, oh, if Jeff Hardy loses, it's over, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what? What's over? This feud? Like, it, it, there was nothing that said, like, it wasn't like career versus, you know, whatever match. It wasn't, there wasn't like any big stipulation, I, I didn't, I don't think. So it was like, Why? Um, and if this doesn't keep going, I, I feel like it's kind of wasted because it's like okay, so Shameless won. Now what? Mm -hmm. Like there, there was no like, like I said, there wasn't like oh, you know, if you lose, you have to retire. If you lose, you have to leave WWE. Like there wasn't anything like that. So like they're building this up as like oh, you know, Jeff has to win. Jeff has to win. Why? Why? Like, I love Jeff, don't get me wrong. He, like, he was my hero when I was a kid. But at the same time, what what is so special about this... Like, I get that the whole storyline is, oh, you know, all the demons that he's had to face, you know, during his career. And, I, like, I get that. But he's already faced those. We already know he's faced those. You know, this is just WWE using an old kind of... Using the past as a storyline. I mean, as, as far as I know, Jeff is clean. He's been clean. Um, I mean, I, I think he's had a few DUIs here and there, but nothing like he used to. Um, but, I mean, as for the match itself, I actually thought it was pretty good. Um, you know, they both got, you know, pretty good offense in. Um, it wasn't fully one-sided like I was afraid it was going to be. Um, Sheamus won, which I wasn't surprised. Uh, just with how the segment on, I think it was Raw, ended um, with uh, the uh, it's better to be pissed off and pissed on thing. Figured, okay, so he got the uh, apple juice in the face. Um, <laughs> so he's, he's probably going to win. Um, you know, usually that, that's how it happens. You know, if one person goes over on Raw before the pay-per-view, the other person is going to win. Uh, nine out of ten times, that's usually how it goes. Um, so I wasn't surprised that Sheamus won. I just, I'm just curious more as to where does this go from here? Right, I did, and I'm surprised. I guess, I, I guess I caught Casey off guard, which is good. On top of me about this stuff, I did miss the first match, which was Bailey and Sasha Banks versus Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross versus the Iconics. I don't know how we forgot that one. Um, Oh, I thought we was going to save that the best for that. I mean, we, we can do that. We can do that. 
We can do that's that. That's what I assumed. I thought he was just going to be the best for that. We, we can do that. Um, I, I, I like this match. I thought it was good. Um, I'm still trying to figure out how important the Raw, well, not the Raw, but just the women's tag team titles are to me. You know, because we waited for it for so long, and now, like, it's almost like, well, my thanks. I, I appreciate it. You know, it's just like, I mean, I'm glad it's here, but, like, do I care that much? Not really, you know? I think it would have benefited more in NXT, maybe, with the way they do things, possibly. I, I, maybe they should have introduced it in NXT and then had it eventually come up or something, you know, like have maybe an NXT team bring it up or something like that. I don't know, but, yeah, I was kind of like, huh, that's interesting uh, in terms of, like, this match. Um... I did like the Iconics as champions. I kind of wish they still were. I think they're pushing them towards a breakup, unfortunately, because I think they're probably the best team, tag team in, like, the whole women's tag team division. So that's kind of unfortunate, but, you know, nonetheless, Becky and <laughs> Becky, Bailey and Sasha retain. Um, they, they won the titles on a recent Raw, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was. From the Iconics, like two weeks ago or something like that. I don't know why they did that. I don't know why. I, I don't know why they had Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles put on the best match, one of the best technical matches we've seen in the past couple weeks on SmackDown instead of on Backlash. Don't understand that. Number two, I don't. I've, I've never understood why they would have a championship change on Raw, and now I, I don't understand it as much anymore because it's like. But why, though? You know, because especially when you're that close to a pay-per-view and you're kind of like, it should like it's a bigger moment if it changes hands on the pay-per-view. But number two, we see titles change hands so much on the weekly shows that it's like, it's not as special as it once was, I think. But anyway, yeah. any thoughts on the triple threat tag team match for the women's championship? The highlight of this match for me was Sasha, Peyton, and Alexa in the ring at the same time. That's that is all I took away from this match because, like you said, like they haven't built up these titles for me to care. Because, I, and it goes back to like we we've said this many many times in past reviews, discussions, debates, whatever. If I can tell as a fan that the promotion doesn't care about something or that, you know, the wrestlers don't care about something, then I'm not going to care about it. I'm going to be able to sense that and I'm not going to care about it. And I feel like WWE really doesn't care about the Women's Tag Team Championships. I feel like they just did it. And unfortunately, they do this a lot. I feel like they just did it to appease people who were, you know, complaining. Same thing with the Mae Young Classic. You know, I think they did that to appease fans and kind of shut them up for a while. Um, because we haven't seen that in a while. Um, still waiting for, for the second Cruiserweight Classic. I'm just saying. Um, but, yeah, I, I just feel like they don't, they don't really care. So it's like, if you don't care, why should I care? You know, if you're not going to try to push these titles and make them feel like they mean something, 
why am I going to invest my time and effort into, you know, investing into the storyline or into these titles? It's just, I'd rather just see these athletic, you know, women have really good matches with or without a title. It doesn't matter. Um, the title isn't adding anything to it. Yeah, and the next match we had was Asuka versus Nia Jax for the Raw Women's Championship. Um, I st- I'm trying to figure out Nia. That's what I like. She gets thrown in championship matches, and like Nia should be the type of superstar that probably should beat everybody. And I get it; they did the double countout thing, so like technically she didn't get beat. But like, I think it would make Nia look better if she. It, to me, to me, Nia looks better if she just beats up everybody. Like, she would look better if she just didn't care about anything but only cared about beating up the entire world. Like, I think that would make her look better. That's what they want her to be, but then they never have her do it. You know, I think they, it seems like they have her talk about beating up people more than they have her beating up people. You know, and to me, that's weird. Like, I don't understand that. Why Why did they do, do that? Why did they have her talk about beating up people instead of just going out there and beating up people? You know, like, like I think that would that would help Nia a lot. And maybe, I don't know, it could be possible. I don't think anybody feels like Nia is ready for a title reign, but I think it could be possible that Nia needs a title reign. Maybe Nia needs a title reign to legitimize her, and she needs to just be this champion that nobody can beat, and people probably would get frustrated about it and, and kind of PO'd about it, but I think that's what needs to happen. I think Nia, maybe she just needs a title run, and she needs this chance to to show that she's better than I think they're allowing her to show. And maybe I'm wrong, but Asuka won, because nobody's ready for Asuka, and she just got the title, so I don't think she should have dropped it that quickly anyway. But, like, I think it's weird, because they put Nia in situations... There should never be, like, it should be rare if there's a one-on-one situation where Nia doesn't win. If it's a triple threat, you can you can save it a little bit. If it's a fatal four-way, you can save it a little bit. You can you can get her out of the match somehow, some way. But in a one-on-one scenario, Nia at her size shouldn't be losing to anybody. Ever. <laughs> like, like, if you're going to promote her like that, promote her like that. Let her be that, let her be that type of superstar then. Like, I'm cool with it. But anyway, um, Asuka won. And I don't think Nia's ever beat Asuka, has she? I think every time they've won up against each other, Asuka's won somehow. <laughs> uh, even in NXT, Asuka won. So, I, I don't know. But Asuka won. She retains. Thoughts on the uh, Women's Championship match? Guys like uh, the Miz 
with the Intercontinental Championship. You, as the wrestler, more so kind of legitimize the title than the title legitimizes you in most cases. Because, you know, yeah, you can carry around a belt, but if you're not, you know, if you're not making me believe that you're the champion and that nobody can beat you, then you're just, you're no more convincing to me than the fans in attendance normally. <laughs> I know we got the COVID and everything, but you're no you're no more convincing to me than you know the guy in the third row holding you know the replica title. Like putting putting a title on somebody isn't just going to automatically legitimize them. I but um, I disagree a little bit with that because I don't think. I don't think you can just slap a title on me and then I immediately become a superstar. But at the same time, you can slap a title on somebody and it completely changed the way I look at them. Like, like for me, I take our truth and Jinder Mahal a lot. I, I take them a lot more seriously because not that they slapped the title on our truth by any means, except for the twenty four seven title, um, like sixteen times or something. But when when he when, when he went after John and the whole little Jimmy thing, as funny as it was and, and as kind of gimmicky and, and weird as it was, like, it still made you feel like, okay, this dude might could actually do this. Same thing with gender. Nobody looked at gender and was like, you know what? Gender looks like a world champion to me. I'm telling you, boy, that dude, that dude right there, he got all the, no. Nobody was looking at gender and being like, he got all the potential. Not anybody. Like, nobody was like, you know what? This dude got all the potential, bro. But once... But once he became the, the WWE champion, I feel like the narrative changed on him. Am I wrong? Wrestling is a lot like sports, in a way, because KD's narrative changed when he won titles. At the same time, wrestling is, is, is similar. You can look like a joke all you want to, but until you win a title, you feel a little bit more legitimate. We as fans still watch it as a sport. Like, that's what they need to build her as. Like, that monster 
Uh, and then you might start to get that feeling that, okay, maybe she will beat Asuka and, and you know, take the title. Um, but right now, it's just... And, and I think part of it is the, the sort of mystique that's been built up around Asuka. Especially when she was down in, like, NXT when, you know, nobody could beat Asuka. Um, not so much on the main roster because she hasn't been as dominant on the main roster, I don't think. But, you know, you still have that in the back of your mind. Yeah, De- definitely. I, I hope they do something with Nia, but... I just feel like there's something missing. I mean, we talked about this a lot. You know, Nia has the, like, presence of it um, and, and in terms of the size, but, like, even the way she carries herself sometimes, you're like, but really, though? <laughs> you know, you're like, Are you for real? But, um, but anyway, speaking of, uh, of size and uh, people who are uh, ridiculously big, even though, who was it? I saw Bron was standing with who is he standing with? I was watching Undertaker's documentary last night, and he was standing with somebody, and I was like, Bron ain't that big. <laughs> I can't remember who, uh, it was Taker, because Taker is huge. Um, you know, because Taker is really tall, but I, I was like, I was like, Bron ain't that big. But uh, Bron Strowman versus uh, Miz and Morrison for the Universal Championship, they changed the stipulation where uh, Miz and Morrison couldn't be co-champions. They had to, won- whoever got the pin won the title if they got the pin. Um, Speaking of, shouldn't Nia Jax be booked book just like Braun? Like, Braun, that's what Braun does. Braun just beats people up. There was a time where he didn't win a title and nobody cared. He, they just wanted to see him beat people up because he's Braun and he's huge. Like, that, that's kind of where we are. And even now, I'm kind of like, who's going to beat Braun? Like, who, like, who legitimately could beat Braun? Unless they have Travo come in and uh, roll up hit him or something. Like, who's going to beat Bond? Like, who's going to do it? Like, uh, this match against Miz and Morrison, I didn't expect Miz, and Morris, Miz or Morrison to win the match by any means. But it was kind of like, it felt like it was a feeling match almost. You know, it was just like, we need a universal title match, so this is what we're going to do. And they have been messing with Bond, and it's been very interesting and entertaining and funny. Um, and I love how Bond still just turns over cars, cause you know, you, you know, whatever, it's easy, bro. I, I mean, I'm gonna go flip my car, well, not my car, I might go flip the neighbor's car or something over. You know, I'm, I'm gonna go flip some cars over too, I think I can do it. He makes it look so easy, he makes it look so easy, I'm about to go do it. I'm about to go do it. Alright, when I, when I come back in, and I'm hurting, don't nobody say nothing. Don't nobody say nothing, y'all, sh- y'all, sh- anyway. Um, Bond won this match. Uh, pretty easily, I think. Pretty pretty easily, it felt like. It's Braun. He's going to beat up everybody. Everybody getting these hands. You know, I think, I do think Braun's, like, popularity has went down. I guess it's hard to know because there's not really fans anymore right now. But, like, it still feels like there was a peak at where he was when he was, like, fighting Roman. And I think maybe that was the Roman Reigns effect. I don't know. But, like, there was a peak that he had that I don't think they capitalized on at the time. Um, and I think they should have. But still, I, th- I think he's still popular. I think it's just sometimes it's hard to gauge because there's no fans, so it's hard to know. Like, oh, do, do we still love him or do we not? I mean, I still like him, and I think he's still pretty ridiculous. Um, but I want to – I don't know. I, th- I think – I don't know. Maybe it should be Lashley. It's not going to happen, but – because they're not going to switch Lashley to SmackDown just to go be Braun. 
But like logically, I mean, I don't know who else can stand up to Braun. Like who else? Who else can beat Braun besides, as Rabbit would say, the beast, the monster, the can't say the rest. You know, like who? Like who? You actually think Lashley has been booked strong enough since he's come back to WWE? No, okay, recently, recently, in a way, yes. But, like, and I'm talking about, like, the last couple of weeks. Not, like, his entire time. He's been a joke until the last month with whatever he's been doing with Drew. And in a way, it's still a joke because of the way he lost. But we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, I just, I don't know, man. I don't know who's going to beat Braun. But then again, there's another part of me that thinks it should be Bray. Bray's already held the title, but it doesn't matter. Bray should still have that mental edge over Braun because he brought Braun into the company and because of how Bray is, right? Or into the onto the main roster, I should say. Like Bray should beat Braun. Like I don't know why that's not still going on. That should still be going on, like definitely. But I think maybe it should be Bray. I don't know anybody else on SmackDown that that I'm like, you know what? Yeah, he'll beat Braun. Yep. No. I, I don't. I don't. Who is it? I told you. I told you. What'd you say? Nothing. I didn't say Big Red. Big Red can do it. Big Red got this, bro. He got this. Uh, <laughs> he gone. He gone. He got released. He was cheated out of his opportunities. He had the big old spider. They did all of that for a big old fake spider. Anyway, we just gonna move on. <laughs> they had Jason Snake here, a real snake, darn it. What the heck is wrong with these? Moving on. Moving on. Drew McIntyre. Bobby yeah, I didn't even talk about that match. Oh, you didn't talk about it? Oh, oops. I mean, no. I can't bring the picture back up, so they're just going to have to just go with the flow of it. C- continue. What, what, what was your thoughts? Did you have thoughts on the match, or you didn't care? <laughs> not, not really. But I do think we, we need to give more respect to John Morrison, because he, he funny, too. <laughs> I mean, not, not so much in the match, but... Uh, when they were in the the back of the van and they they had the the video monitors and he starts to attack the van he's like no it's okay we're we're protected by a van we're protected by a van I was like bruh <laughs> and then and then and then he tipped it over why is he tipping every vehicle over like stop stop. What is it with Braun and vehicles? Like, I get it. He's he's a car guy, but, like, that doesn't need to be, like, half of his gimmick is, like, knocking cars over. Like, stop. Stop it. Knock people over. <laughs> I kind of wanted to see co-champions, though, but they were like, no, it's not going to be like that. <laughs> All right. Go to give your thoughts on Lashley versus Drew, then, since we're already here and I already didn't put the picture up. I don't want to skip you this time. This was my bathroom break. Wow. Don't tell me this wasn't your bathroom break. No, I watched this. I liked it. Okay. I liked it. I mean... I mean, I, I knew who was going to win, so I was like, eh. I don't know. In a way, I didn't know. Like, I I don't know, man. Maybe I'm still too in love with TNA Lashley or something. 
Like, I don't know. And it feels like they're like, they're literally like doing everything that the BDC did. Everything. Like, this is like copy and paste. Like, Word document. I, like, I got an exam tomorrow. Let me get your, uh, let me get that, let me get that, that paper you wrote. <laughs> like, like, this is what, like, like, this looks just like the BDC, the way that every, everything is transpiring. But, um, I don't know, for some reason I was really invested in this match, and I was like, Lashley gonna win it. If he don't, I'll riot. No, but he gonna win it, bruh. He gonna win it. He got to. And then Lana came out, and I'm like, she gonna help him win it. That's what's gonna happen. They gonna put it in there. They gonna put it in there. Yes, let's go. They gonna put it in there. She gonna help him. And then they did that. What? No. Come on. Really? Like, you gotta go. They, they should have let Lashley go ahead and take it off. What they should have did was let Lashley take it off of Brock and then let freaking Drew take it off of Lashley. You got the order wrong. That would have been. Anyway. I, See, my problem with this is, you know, Lala gets knocked off the apron on onto MVP. This man just sits up, no sells it, just sits right up, like, didn't even hold his head or nothing, like, but I guess she's a lady, but like, come on, just still, man. She's light, bruh, she, she's light, that's what it is, she's light. If she were that, like, he wouldn't have fallen over. <laughs> anyway, I'm gonna let you take, because I know this one was your favorite, match of the night, obviously. Um, this one coming up right here. This was your match of the night. If I could paint. Um, Street Profits and, and the, the Viking. Where we got the coronation of the Viking Profits. I'm going to let you pick the This was the greatest non-match ever. <laughs> ever. There was axes and bowling balls and motorcycle riding ninjas. Now, if I just explain that to you with no other context, you'd be curious too. You would be curious too. Okay? And a turkey leg also with some powers that he could, he could just grab the turkey leg and it flies back to his head. What? I legitimately cannot describe this accurately for someone to fully understand what happened. But go watch it if you haven't. It is fantastic. Um, and this is one of the, the things that I was having issues with the fans the other night. Um, I thought this was great. I, I've really been entertained with the segments. And everyone's like, oh, well, no, this is stupid. This is corny. Just let them wrestle. Think about it this way. And, and I, I, I've said this to other people too. Think about it this way. They, especially the Viking Raiders, War Machine, whatever you want to call them, those two have been grinding and, you know, grinding their way through the Indies since the early 2000s. I think Hansen started in 2001 and Rowe started in 2003. Like, 
I and I get it. You know, they they ju- they finally made it to the WWE. This is really where you know where the hard work really starts. But I don't know any veteran that's been wrestling as long as they have that wouldn't love a break kind of like this and just to do something kind of fun comedy um, rather than having to take bumps every single night or, you know, just think about all the bumps that they've had to take in the, the entire time that they were in the Indies. Like, that's multiple shows a weekend, sometimes even during the week. Like, come on. They deserve this break. And at the end of the day, it's sports entertainment. This is a this is a form of entertainment. Be entertained. Stop being so picky about every little thing. Like it, it's it actually gets annoying, really, more more than anything when people just complain about all these little things because it's like this is like WWE has such a big audience that you almost have to have this little like subgenres within the show. You have to have your comedy segments. You have to have your serious stuff. You have to have your, you know, uh, AJ and um, Daniel Bryan technical stuff. Like, you have to have all of that. And this is part of it. Um, and I thought it was really entertaining. I really did. Um, and, 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 you know, everybody thinks I bought the cute one. But, you know, it's not that bad. He had, he had the nice smile, though. He had the nice smile. I got you, bro. I got you. <sighs> yeah. This was the funniest thing I've seen in forever, man. This, like, I watched it twice. Um, a friend of mine, we watched it again. Because I, I was like, dude, you got to watch this, man. Like, this is hilarious. Um... There was just parts in it, like, just the little fams were hilarious, and it, like, like, when, um, <laughs> when, when he was like, we gotta take this outside, <laughs> and they looked at each other, they were like, we are outside, fam, I was, I was dead, I was like, I don't know why something so small made me laugh so much, but that was hilarious, the bowling ball thing was funny, the little, like, jousting fighting was hilarious, um, the freaking, like, this was cool because it, like, it had its, it was supposed to be funny, it was meant to be comedy, but then it also, like, had its, like, little, um, not necessarily serious parts, but, like, surprising parts. When Akira Tozawa came up and he just had this big old ninja and a bunch of biking ninjas, like, I'm like, okay, what's gonna happen? What they gonna do with Akira now? What's gonna happen? I gotta know. Um, and then the big ninja came out like I was like who this man who 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 is it is that Taco Fall who, who is this man like this man huge bro who who this man and then I'm thinking is he really that big or is the kid Tozawa that small like that was what I was wondering I'm like is he that big or kid Tozawa that small I'm just saying um but yeah it was funny all the little little um flashback sequences were funny um, them running on the thing and the bulldog into the uh, into like the little garbage pit or whatever. I was like, what? They just they just like killing people. They just like killing people in WWE now. Like they just like to do that. Um, the the you're cute not so much is, was hilarious. 
Uh, and then when uh, Jess came up at the end, <laughs> she was like, you know you guys got a match next. Oh, hi, you're cute. That's so, and then um, at the end, when Montez Ford <laughs> was like, she wants eyeball. No, I was dead. I was like, this dude is hilarious. Like, <laughs> he had me cracking up. I, it was just, it was funny. Like, it was just, it was the funniest thing ever. I loved it. Um, yeah, the, the criticism that, that they got for this segment not being the segment instead of a match, you get matches every week. You literally get matches every week. They could give you a tag team title match every week and you would complain. Like, so what else do you want? What else do you want? They give you matches every pay-per-view. They decide to do something a little bit more funny and entertaining that they probably couldn't pull off with a live audience there. And you get upset about it. There's no pleasing wrestling fans. We all know this. There's no pleasing wrestling fans nowadays. You know, there's just no, there's no pleasing wrestling fans at this point. Um, But this was hilarious. This was good. I love the coronation of the Viking Prophets. That was hilarious. I was like, this is, this is gold. Whoever wrote this deserves a race. (laughs) Whoever's wrote this whole thing, it's all been funny. Um, The bowling thing, the freaking basketball thing. The 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 thing when they ate the turkey legs, like all of it's been hilarious. But nonetheless, main event time. Hopefully, it won't take us forty minutes to talk about it because it was a forty minute match. Um, Randy Orton versus Edge in a match of in the greatest wrestling match ever, um, which is what it was supposed to be. It was cool. The little uh, when they paid homage to the uh, to Fink, that was cool. That was really cool. Um, it, it, it was cool, but it was almost like bittersweet, you know, because, cause, you know, um, who is it? It's Tony Chimmel, I think, who has the greatest Edge introduction ever, right? Like, he has the greatest Edge introduction. Like, this dude got the greatest Edge introduction ever, but, like, you can't, like, you got to pay homage to the thing. You just, you have to, like, you have to. So, that was, that was funny. Um, I love that. I thought that was really cool. Um, and that was a good, that was a good little touch they did. Them doing different finishes on everybody made me think, so like, when Triple H come back, you know, for his next WrestleMania match, and his pedigree don't work, what, like, what are he gonna do? Like, I'm just wondering, what are he gonna do? Like, what is he gonna do? And when The Rock come back to face Triple H at WrestleMania, because it's gonna happen, what he, what, what are he gonna do when The Rock Bottom don't work? I'm just wondering, because we got finishers now that cannot work anymore. They've been kicked out of. It's over. It's over. They can't work. But, uh, but I, I mean, I thought the match was good. If you want to talk about long matches, you can't tell me the last man standing match was long, and then we had a normal wrestling match that I think was longer. Like, um, I think so. Do not complain ever again about a match being long. Ever. Okay. Um, this match, I think, was a little too long for my liking. I liked all that was in it. Um, they had some good reversals. There was good wrestling in it. But, like, it felt too long to me, you know, in, in, in certain areas. It felt like there were certain points in time where I was like, all right, this, this is a little much. And I, and I think that they're tied now, so I think they're going to have to at some point. I know Edge got hurt in this match, but I know at some point they're going to have to do some sort of tiebreaker. I think they were going to do it at SummerSlam, but I don't know if they're going to be able to. 
with Edge having a torn tricep reportedly. So, um, th I mean, I think in terms of which match was better, I like the last man standing match better. Um, I think being able to use everything in your environment and all of that stuff lends its hand a little bit better to a longer match because you can do a little bit more. You can go a little bit. You, you can go to different places. You can use different things. And I think it goes by a little bit quicker than maybe it even reads on paper. But this match, I think, it was good. It was just long. It was just really long. Like, I don't know when the last time we've had a 30, 40-minute match in WWE, in WWE especially. Um, I know they have them from time to time in New Japan. Um, you know, time limit draws and stuff like that. But, like, I, I, I haven't seen uh, a match that's been able to last this long and like keep you invested the whole time unless like you want to go to like the iron man match with brett and sean and even i think back then 60 minutes is a long time to keep me invested you know so now with our intention spans being a little bit less i think now it's a little bit harder to i think to pull something like this off especially if it's not an iron man match an iron man match is always a race against the clock, so it's hard to it's hard to get bored by it because they're all because they're constantly racing against the clock. Um, whereas a match like this, where you never really know when it's going to end, um, is interesting. But I think there's parts of it where you're like, is that a little too long? Like, is it, is this a, is there a little too much uh, to this match right now? But I like the the finishers and I like the storytelling of some of the stuff, like especially at the beginning when Randy was just outstepping Edge in ways. And, like, making him feel like he was just a hair too slow. Like, he had lost a step. I thought that was cool. That was really cool. Uh, I don't know if many people noticed that, but that was really interesting because he, he kind of talked about Edge in that way in some of the lead-up. Um, but also some of the stuff, like the mental stuff, um, just some of the little talking stuff. Some of the camera angles were a little crazy. Like, the <clears throat> I don't know how the heck they got the one underneath, like <laughs> like, underneath them that was, like, like, you just slid that in, didn't you? Like, you had to. You had to just slide that in the ring real quick so, just so I couldn't see it. Like, you had to because there's no way you got a camera in your in your canvas. There's no way. There's no, there's no way at all. But um, but that was interesting. They had a bunch of cameras. And I, and I don't know. I don't know if you've noticed this. I know they always have the corner post cameras. But, like, do they always have all of those corner post cameras or do they usually just have one? I could have swore it was just one. I know that they changed it and everything for the for this match, but like usually it's not that many. And then like no. the freaking um, some of the piped in noise was interesting. I found it funny. Somebody asked about um, them piping in noise when they literally said we're going to do it for this match to make it uh, an experience. Um, not like not like the Velveteen Dream experience, but but like this type of experience. But anyway, Casey thoughts on the main event. Uh, Randy Orton ended up winning with the punt kick, which we hadn't seen in like, I don't think we ever thought we'd see again, but we hadn't seen in forever. So that was cool. That was a little little surprise moment, but thoughts? Yeah, I, first of all, that was another thing that I was having issues with fans complaining about was, oh, they're, they're, you know, they're piping in the, you know, this crowd noise is distracting me. I can't focus on the match. I was like, if that little aspect of this entire match is distracting you and not being is and taking away from the match from you, 
one, you need to reevaluate your fandom for for pro wrestling if that little aspect is ruining an entire match for you. Second, and I know I've done this, I know DJ does this all the time, there's a little feature on most, if not all, TVs. Um, it's called Mute. You can mute the sound and still watch the match. You know, it's, it works. It really does. Um, but yeah, that, that was just annoying me, like, the whole night. And even, you know, today, I, I was still seeing people complaining about it. And I'm like, it's such a small thing. Like, why are you carrying on about it? Let it go. Um, but I, I I love this match. I thought this match was really good. The only thing that really bothered me was that first uh, camera angle underneath them in the initial lockup. I was like, why? What what was the point of that? Why do we one, need to see up? What, what was it? It was like a bulldog or something where they did that camera angle where it kind of looked kind of cool. But like... The first one was like, what? <laughs> like, it, like, caught you off guard. Like, yeah, and, and later on they did, they, had like, put the camera in for, like, a superplex. And then later on, I, I think he had, like, uh, one of them had the other in a headlock, and the, and the camera came in the ring, which was kind of bothering me. I was like, we never have this. Why is there all of a sudden a camera in the ring? Stop it. Like, you can't do this at a live show, so why are you doing it now? Just stop. Just stop. Um, but I liked it. I, I thought, you know, like you said, it it told the whole story of the whole feud and everything, um, from the little aspects to, like, the big things. Um, loved all the finishers. Um, it kind of didn't make sense, because a lot of them weren't involved in the storyline at all, period. Um, like, when they were doing the, the Three Amigos, okay, I get that, you know, paying tribute to Eddie Guerrero, fine. Um, the Angle Slam, Angle has nothing to do with this feud at all. Um, I, you know, know, I know they know each, they know him. Didn't they but say it's something like, about Angle uh, said, they mentioned it in commentary, they said Angle... They said that Angle picked uh, Edge to win, so that's why he did it. Something oh. like that. I, I didn't even pay um, The Triple H one was, like, the Triple H and the Rock one was the craziest one. But, like, the other yeah. two, like, the Unprettier, I think, the reason Edge did that was because he, because Christian said something that, like, Randy Orton was going to win or something like that. It was like, some of them were something to prove, others were just random. Yeah. And... and you know, like I said, I love this match. I thought that they they gave everything in this match, even though there were no actual fans in attendance. It was at the performance center. They still put everything into that match, and you could tell they put everything into that match. They were gonna, you know, they were gonna give the fans at home a hell of a match, and I think they did. Um, the only thing I was kind of upset with. with um, and I didn't realize, I, I didn't look at, like, news reports or anything. I didn't realize that Edge actually got injured in the match. Um, but I, I was expecting after, I, and I had heard rumors before that uh, they were possibly going, yeah, I told you he was going to fall. He going to fall. 
Anyway, I had heard rumors before that they were possibly going to have um, a run-in with Christian um, and then do like a storyline or a, a feud with Edge and Christian, um, which I thought was going to would have been really cool. Um, so after the Unprettier, that's when I expected at some point for Christian to come out, um, which I don't know if they were planning on doing that or if they, you know, called an audible uh, because was, was on you know, Edge tonight, got hurt. Christian was on Raw tonight. Um, he accepted something. I didn't see it, but. Oh, I haven't watched Raw yet. I'll have to. Um, but yeah, I kind of expected that. But, I mean, even even without that, fantastic match. I definitely wasn't the greatest wrestling match ever. Um, you would. I don't think you could possibly do the greatest wrestling match ever. I don't even know if there is a greatest wrestling match ever. Um, but yeah, definitely wasn't the greatest wrestling match ever, but it was really good. Um, definitely a match that I would go back and watch again. Definitely as we uh, get ready to sign off here, I think we're good on everything Backlash. I, I think it turned out pretty good. Um, we're going to try to, I, I think the plan is to um, stream on Facebook most times. Uh, we just had some technical difficulties, so we went to YouTube tonight. Um, so hopefully this will be on Facebook as well. But nonetheless, um, I think, I think um, you know, the pay-per-view turned out pretty good for what they had to do. And I, I think they, you know, it kind of lived up to the hype a little bit or whatever hype Backlash has. Uh, you know, whatever I, you know, backlash has. But nonetheless, um, I guess I guess that's it, right? I think we're good. I think we're done on everything. Yes. You got anything else to say? Anything else to? Uh, next time, fix my shape. No, we gonna make you a uh, a triangle next time. But anyway, we will see you guys on the next video. Hope you guys enjoyed. Be sure to um, <laughs> give us a like on YouTube, of course, and subscribe as well, and also. Uh, like the Facebook page too it's Classic Wrestling Podcast uh, it's pretty easy to find or facebook.com slash ICW Podcast if you want to go there as well Twitter ICW underscore podcast uh, if you want to go there um, we ain't going to shout out Instagram because we're going to post on it so we just going to let that be um, it's kind of just there for the I, would, you don't, I don't think you post on it do you post on it? from time to time he posts his merch so ICW underscore podcast um, from time to time he does uh C.R. O'Malley uh, post his merch. I don't know how Casey knows him, but, you know, they look similar, but, you know, not the same person, of course. Um, but anyway. No, of course not. Uh, we'll see you guys in the next one. Hope you guys enjoy.